0: Episode twenty 4. 24. twenty four. We're back here again. Well, We've done this. Yeah, we, we did um, this, including that joke. Yes,
1: like everything we re- we recycle. <laughs> um, we do want to apologise for the last episode. We were on the road at the well. Actually, if Macatomy I can just Ballroom, if, if
0: I can just interrupt immediately and say nothing of substance and add it to this conversation. That thank, just, you.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank uh, you. We had a. We were on the road. We had a. a Sound recordist, who was not—I don't think he was up to the job. I don't no. I want to say. It. Yeah, I don't want to name names, but
0: yeah. Fuck you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck you.
1: Fuck you, Steve. So we're back. We're back in our home. Mm. We're back in the
0: Nakatomi Ballroom. Absolutely. Plenty of room in the Nakatomi Ballroom. Absolutely. Plenty also of plenty balls. Plenty of balls. Lots of balls. Lots of balls. But my little joke about interrupting—or very little joke. Did you even listen Did you listen back to the podcast? i've I just tr- you you've made a very salient point, and I've just chimed in, interrupted you and said, "Let me interrupt you," and I then made the exact same fucking point that you did. <laughs> I was driving along thinking, "Shut the fuck up <laughs> as many of our I, I actually for the first time related to our listeners <laughs> does
1: that make you feel dirty?
0: a little bit yeah. a little bit. I did shower afterwards.
1: whatever makes it happen like... <laughs>
0: Ah, so, episode 24, who said, who would have thought, we're we're exactly double episodes since 12.
1: Holy shit. I can do math. That's that's some crazy shit. Yep. That's some crazy shit right there. Yep. It's, I'm stunned, I don't know how to.
0: Well, ironically, it took me 24 takes to get that math question right, so. It
1: did. Public schools, kids, (laughs) they're
0: important. There are three kinds of people in the world, (laughs) people who know math and people who don't. News? Absolutely. Straight into it. Let's just not fuck around. Change my picture. Smack my bitch up. I said change my picture. Smack my bitch up. I've actually got a bit of a rant, so so it'll be a while. It's news, related. It's, <laughs> it's, it's entertaining. Is it, the, <laughs> is it anything related to the podcast or are you just, you <laughs> just can get some shit off your stop fucking ranting. Ender's Game. The author of the book, which has been made into a feature film, is a disgusting bigot who gave us, among other things, this little gem. Laws against homosexual behaviour should remain on the books, not to be indiscriminately enforced against anyone who happens to be caught violating them. But to be used when necessary to send a clear message that those who flagrantly violate society's regulation of sexual behavior cannot be permitted to remain as acceptable, equal citizens within that society. So Orson Scott Card is a little cunt.
1: For a second there, I was confused. I didn't realize Tony Abbott wrote N- Game.
0: <laughs> so this little Coxbank has released a statement. So he said that back in 2004.
1: Back in the dark age. Hey? Yeah,
0: so I wanted, I just wanted to, that as a little bit of. Because I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a. Getting onto a soapbox. I'm up on a soapbox. So this little Coxbank, he released that statement. Uh, sorry, he's released another statement because they've made this movie, this book, into a film. In response to the proposed boycott of the upcoming film, the LGBT community have put together skipendersgame.com and have asked people to sign the petition because this guy wrote this book and they're making it into a movie. So he's come up and said, ostensibly he's made this decision, asking people to forget that he's cashed in on his position as a popular sci-fi author, rather, to actively campaign against gay rights and give his voice to the anti-equality movement, spewing as much shit as previously mentioned. He tells Entertainment Weekly, the gay marriage issue is moot, so obviously he's referring to the Supreme Court and its recent striking down of DOMA, and assume that everybody will just be happy with that. He then went on to say, in a staggering display of hypocrisy, Whether the victorious proponents of gay marriage will show tolerance towards those who disagreed with them will be the issue that is still in dispute. So obviously he's worried that people will show his same level of petty mindedness and not show up to see his movie, and because he's just a cunt. Now there's a little bit more to this. I did say that I preface this Lionsgate, who is distributing the film, has issued the following, and I'm I'm pretty impressed with this. As proud long-time supporters of the LGBT community, champions of films ranging from Gods and Monsters to The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and a company that is proud to have recognised same-sex unions and domestic partnerships within its employee benefits policies for many years, we obviously do not agree with the personal views of Orson Scott Card and those of the National Organisation for Marriage. However, they are completely irrelevant to the discussion of Ender's Game. The simple fact is that neither the underlying book nor the film itself reflect these views in any way, shape or form. On the contrary, the film not only transports viewers to an entertaining and action-filled world, but it does so with the positive and inspiring characters who ultimately deliver an ennobling and life-affirming message. Lionsgate will continue its long-standing commitment to the LGBT community by exploring new ways we can support LGBT causes, and as part of this ongoing process, will host a premiere benefit for Ender's Game. So I am kind of like good on them.
1: That's 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 a nice.
0: It is now again. I apologise. I beg the indulgence of our listeners, but I, I just think this is staggeringly important. The LGBT community has equaled an equally important response. Sorry, issued an equally important response as proud members of the LGBT community champions of creative freedom and honest self-expression, and a group at whom the film Ender's Game is directly marketed, we appreciate Lionsgate's record of doing good things and its admirable, strongly worded rejection of Ender's Game author Orson Scott Cards and the National Organisation for Marriage Anti-Gay Activism. The simple fact is that Skip Ender's Game has never been about the content of the novel or the film Ender's Game. It's about money. It's about the money that the company has already paid to Card and the potential millions that he and the National Organisation for Marriage stand to make off the success of the film. Our money. A a benefit premiere, indeed any outreach to the LGBT community by Lionsgate, ought to be much appreciated. What's clear is that whether or not they support his views, Lionsgate is standing by their man and their would-be blockbuster. They made the common, perhaps cynical, calculation that audiences wouldn't connect Ender's Game with Card's very public homophobia. or wouldn't care. Geeks Out appreciates that American families work for every dollar and care very deeply about where that money goes and what it supports. Skip Ender's Game is not a threat, it is a reality. Our pledge adds hundreds of signatures every day from sci-fi fans around the world who would rather stay home than support homophobia. We have only just started and Geeks Out and its allies are prepared to carry on past November 1. Nothing Card nor Lionsgate has said changes the fact that skipping Ender's Game is the easiest way to ensure none of your dollars go to Orson Scott's Cards and the National Organisation for Marriage's extreme anti-gay agenda. Again, thank you very much for, for taking the time to listen, but that is... I.
1: It's, it's, it's an odd one, because you can kind of... There are two equally... Valid sides, yeah. Lionsgate's and a lot, yes, and, absolutely. Lionsgate. Yes, it's fuck awesome. Scott Car, oh. he doesn't have a valid side. The LGBT community and geeks out. Mm-hmm. They have a very valid point to make. They've they've made a
0: very articulate
1: case. Mm-hmm. Having said that, Lionsgate, there's there's validity to what they're saying as well. Yeah,
0: the, it's a, look. It's it's the reason I mention it is because I I read his Game a long time ago, back when I was, no, I shouldn't say back when I was going through a sci-fi phase. So I still enjoy the odd sci-fi book. And I really enjoyed the book and a few of the ones after that. And I was kind of in the back of my mind looking forward to the concept of a movie because I've never really associated Orson Scott Card with his work. And I know that that's, seems ridiculous, but I've never done that. I've always thought, wow, what a fucking dickhead. I can't believe he wrote such a cool book. But really, it comes down to the the crux of it is that do we give this person, who who and people who and if you don't share these beliefs, turn the fuck off now. But people should people give this guy any more money that he's he's literally spewing anti-gay or hate propaganda, and he's going to get this. This movie has got Harrison Ford and it's got Asa Butterfield, it's got um, Ben Kingsley, it's got some big names to it, and and by Coralie, how. How far do we go with that? Should we then boycott Harrison Ford? Should we then decry against Kingsley for being in this movie? Mm. It's a, it's a tightrope. Yeah. I mean, Lionsgate, I'm, yes, Lionsgate do have a point, but should they have better fucking known better about making this movie? David.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a little bit Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, actually, um, that's not a bad analogy. Is,
1: is a, I, I, see, I mean, Lionsgate are trying to separate Orson Scott Card, the author from Orson Scott
0: Card, they can't. Yep. Look, it's a I tough one. It's a know. tough one. I um, we, yeah. I may illog- illegally download this movie. That's because fuck that guy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much yeah. how I'm thinking. Anyway, it's called skipendersgame.com. To be clear, I haven't discussed this with my, my podcasting mate, but I don't believe either of us will ever push our agenda on anybody. So if you don't want to see Ender's Game because for whatever reason, then mm. then that's yours. But I think we owe it to... What we want to be as a, an informative podcast, as well as entertaining yeah. as fuck, that you should be aware of this sort of thing that's going on.
1: I mean, f- full disclosure, mm. we are
0: screaming homosexuals,
1: pro marriage equality, yeah, pro gay that, rights, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but as I like to this is a big entertainment this is news huge. story. Mm. This is entertainment news. That's what yeah. we're here to talk about. We talk about entertainment news it happens to cross something that, that we're both very passionate about. Mm. We don't want to be preachy. Yeah. Although if you are against marriage equality, do us a favour, stop listening to our stuff because you're a cunt.
0: And kill yourself. Um, <laughs> I, this is my, my final point on this, and then I'd really like to just put it to bed. If this movement, this Skip Enders Game movement works... Mm. And by that, it it preemptively or proactively tanks Ender's game. Mm. Have we now got another situation a la Anonymous on our hands where a group of people... Now, yay, in some respects, we've got a group of people yeah. who have stood up and have proven yeah. everything that Occupy Wall Street couldn't. Yes. But at the same time... but
1: I mean, there, there are groups like that. It, this one, I mean, comes across us because well, we support... Yep largely what they're trying to do Mm. but you have groups that are equally as thing on the the other side Mm. I mean is this national organisation of marriage or defence of marriage or whatever these fucking dickbags are called are they actively promoting go and see Ender's game because it all as wrong headed as their beliefs are in the society we have they have the right to them yes and do, do groups like that, I mean like groups like A Million Mums and things like that mm. do gr- groups like that do, do this stuff, you know, they they yep. organise boycotts of things that, that they the chick filler Chick fil yeah, fucking yeah. restaurants. Yep. You know, that I don't know, I think I think it'll be interesting. Act- activism by probably a phrase for what it is, you know. Act- well,
0: it's in, yeah, I mean it's it's well it's quasi activism by proxy in a lot of ways yeah. because they they're entreating people to vote with their feet and their wallets. That, that's probably so the best raise, yeah. I'm I'm am i I'm actually kind of I think this this raises a few levels. I hope people are still with us. Um we'll move right along. But I think this is this is this is potentially bigger than than Liam Meeson's cock. That's pretty big. That's big. <laughs> lighter news. Some... <laughs> Corey Monteith is dead. <laughs> Yeah, um, what is it with us and podcasts? We've killed somebody you know, else.
1: I, I was thinking, <laughs> all about, I was thinking yesterday, awesome, we've got through a week. <laughs> we, we've got through a fortnight, yeah. any, I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't want to belittle. Well,
0: he's not a real Corey. <laughs> <laughs> we've still got one of them left.
1: <laughs> if only, if only he'd made a really bad Lost Boys sequel, oh. we could have gotten behind it. But, yeah, it's sad.
0: Mm. It's sad. It is what it is. It's sad. It's tragic. It shouldn't have happened. It did. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) In lighter news. (laughs) Charlie Kaufman, Mm -hmm. one of my favourite
1: screenwriters, writer Mm of being John Malkovich and Adaptation, amongst other things, is to adapt Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five Mm. to be directed by Guillermo del Toro. Okay. You've got me.
0: You had me at hello.
1: (laughs) I haven't. To my shame, it's on my Slaughterhouse Five is okay. on my list of of book yeah. shame. Uh, oh, yeah. I know that it's a, a controversial classic yeah. and is is meant to be an exceptionally good breed. but the combination of those three things—that's you know getting to a, a perfect storm. Yep. Guillermo, who we'll talk about in a mm-hmm. while, and Charlie Kaufman Cow- being John Malkovich was genius. Adaptation is one of my favorite movies yeah. and has two of Nicolas Cage's best performances. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's something I'm kind of interested in.
0: I'm very interested in that. There is, there is a motion picture of Slaughterhouse-Five out there. Slaughterhouse-Five appeared on my must-read list, and I did read it simply because I was trying to be a pretentious fuck and impress girls, and it, was, it, was, it sat on my bookshelf for a little while so it would appear windswept and interesting should I ever get them back to my domicile, which you know helped, helped them get past the ball gags and the restraints.
1: Well, you, you should have thought about that. <laughs> started trying to pick up girls
0: at the Sea View. <laughs> <laughs> See if you represent, but if I read it and I, I must confess I went, oh, I don't know what the big fuss is about, and then came to a, a few years later and went, oh, now I understand it. This is an important work, and I, I really hope that it. I hope that it does well. With that sort of pedigree, it can only fail dismally. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll, it'll either be Interstellar or it will be catastrophically yeah, there's not a whole, a
1: whole bad. A lot of middle ground. No, there's, there's no chance no. for middle ground.
0: Fantastic book, but hard work in some places. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I'm i really excited.
1: And I believe it's what Sharknado was based on.
0: <laughs> Have you got news on Sharknado? I don't. 1.4 million viewers. I, Sci-fi's biggest.
1: It, it was tweeted about yep. more than The Red
0: Wedding. Ridiculous. <laughs> For those who aren't aware, Sharknado is exactly as it sounds. It's a tornado with sharks in it. With Tara Reid, Ian Zerling... And I don't don't really want to know who else was in it. But it was a sci-fi original movie that the likes of Christopher Macquarie, Academy Award winning Christopher Macquarie, was tweeting about it on well, because
1: you know, yeah, you would have had to watch it just because it's a train wreck. Surely <laughs> it's the worst possible thing. In in terms of of monster mashups, the high water ground is clearly damn you sharp But Fucking hell! Sharknado!
0: <laughs> I have to get. It. We have to watch it at well, some yeah. point, it, and has we almost need to review the, it. The
1: trailer is up on our uh, on our Facebook page. Yeah,
0: it's terrible. It's terrible, but very excited. One point four million viewers. I'm <laughs> very impressed. Everyone's favorite half Klingon Michael Dorn is seeking to get a new Star Trek back on the small screen. Star Trek Captain Worf, but is the world ready for Worf, son of Mog? to be a starfleet captain says dawn i came up with the idea because i love the character and i think he's a character that hasn't been fully developed and hasn't been fully realized i'm going to interject there he's been a pretty much a principal character in two franchises of the star trek but anyway and a few movies once i started thinking about it it became obvious to me that i wanted to at least put out put it out there which i have and the response has been pretty amazing We've been contacted by different individuals. I can't say who and all that about wanting to come on board and be a part of this. Somewhat surprisingly, he wasn't the only one who thought that this was a great idea. Interestingly enough, it has gotten traction. I was very surprised. I was on a movie not too long ago where one of the producers was basically lobbying to be a part of it. He was like, Michael, I'd love to write it if you haven't. So at this point, my agents and managers are looking at all avenues to try and figure it out. Blah 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 blah. The problem that with this is is that JJ Abrams has I think he's I don't think he owns the IP or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I think he's pretty much got it all locked sort of up apparently. So he has to green light this to be sure. He, for he it.
1: would, because he's sort of become the gatekeeper <clears throat> of the, of the well, universe. Well that's yeah. I was actually I was looking at for something else on IMDB actually a little earlier before before you turned up. And for some reason I was looking up Robert Picardo, mm-hmm. who played the hologram doctor and he has a credit in 2014 for star trek renegades a tv series which has a cast listing
0: oh Oh. which is the
1: this is the first thing i've heard of this yes it's nearly 10 years after Voyagers return from the delta quadrant and the federation is in a crisis the federation's main suppliers of dilithium crystals are disappearing Space and time are folded around several planets, effectively isolating them from any contact with outside worlds. And this phenomenon is not natural. Someone or something is causing this to happen. This necessitates drastic measures, some of which are outside the Federation's normal jurisdiction. For this, Admiral Pavel Chekhov, head of Starfleet Intelligence, turns to Commander Tuvok, Voyager's Mm. former security officer and current head of the newly reorganised Section 31. Yep. Tuvok must put together a new covert renegade crew, mostly outcasts and rogues, even criminals. This new crew is tasked with finding out what is causing the folding of time and space and stopping it by all costs. But will they be able to put aside their differences and stop trying to kill one another in time to accomplish their mission?
0: Interesting. I'm actually. So is, bit... is, is, is
1: it a series? No, sorry, it's a TV
0: movie. TV movie. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, but uh, okay. Yeah, a
1: series would have been better because yeah, yeah. who wants to see a TV movie when you got JJ doing it? But...
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. It's probably a little bit of dead air we could cut out of the podcast. <laughs> TV movie? Yeah. Should have led with that. You buried the lead. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit excited. And yeah, I, and I, did, you, yeah. I did.
1: Fox TV. Yes. Have bought the rights to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to produce as a put pilot. No, I didn't know what a put pilot was because it was explicitly written as a put pilot. And then I looked this up. A put pilot is a pilot that the network has agreed to air, so before it's even made. Okay. So you make the pilot, we'll air it, okay. or we will pay some ridiculous penalty, as opposed to most pilots, which only get shown if they're, if they're green late or get shown in certain jurisdictions or certain... Audiences. Is this the You're same? Aware as... that there's television, no, 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 show, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is this the same as pay, play, or pay Con- contracts Perfectly, with actors? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: so we're going to make this.
0: You will show it, and if we don't, yeah, give us a lot of fucking money.
1: Yeah. So this could be an interesting,
0: this an would, interesting thing. This would absolutely kick ass as a decent series. Yeah, it would absolutely um, kick ass. We, we
1: ignore the horrible thing that never happened and didn't put Sean Connery into retirement.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what no, you're I'm, talking about. He was wonderful in, uh, in Entrapment.
1: He was. He <laughs> was. I, I think Fox is trying here, obviously, to get some comic book cred. Yeah. Maybe trying to compete with what CW has with Arrow and that DC light universe.
0: Is there any word on, on whether they're going to stick to, truer to Alan Moore's original characters and, and whatnot? Or is it is it just...
1: I, I don't know. All, all, all I know is that it has been, it yeah. has been picked up to be made as this.
0: It as this book it book. was a fantastic comic series. It was really, really, really clever. As is a lot of Alan Moore stuff. Before he goes a little bit off the deep end and starts calling himself a level eighty four wizard, you know, with because he's, he's a fucking Fruit Loop. So that, that would be interesting as shit. But as long as they don't have the terrible concepts that they had in the, that thing, that shall that will not be mm-hmm. named. That would be awesome. I'm actually a little bit worried. I've got my worried face on. Yes. Arrested development producers have entered talks into doing another season on Netflix. Apparently. Brian Grazier has said that they're in conversations. And yes, I did just air quote. With the principal cast. Hey, Makes mate, a great audio. <laughs> with the principal cast to return. While covering is asked by saying that there are no active negotiations between Netflix and 20th Century Fox TV. A Netflix rep, however, did say the company is interested in doing another season of arrested development if it's logistically possible
1: so if they can afford it
0: well, yeah, if they can get them all back because the 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 current series, the season four was there were lots of instances where they shot conversations between actors who were not present in the same room. they had to put them in later and mm. because of scheduling and, and all that. I'm concerned. Have you watched any of no, season four? Not yet. There's no spoilers at all. It's a little bit like chasing the dragon. There was a certain zeitgeist to this stuff when it was on TV. Now that's not to diminish it. It's it is brilliant. It's tight as always. It is quite funny, but there's something a little bit human missing about it. There was something that the something of that underdog quality that it yeah. sort of possessed. Where it was almost like we don't. I don't fucking care that you people won't get this show. We're going to put it on. So I've only watched half of it. I've got yeah. the other half to watch.
1: It's lost just a little bit of its magic.
0: It yeah, it was a little bit of a time and a place sort of thing, and it, and it, and it, in at its time and going back, I've gone back and watched the other episodes, and I still think that season one is absolutely hands down the standout season. I think season two was okay. I think season three lost its way a little bit, and it was re, it was sort of I mean, you think even Michael Horowitz has said we just fucking threw everything, including the kitchen sink, into season three. Well, it was almost a little bit like best of both worlds, where they in Star Trek, where they wrote themselves into a corner. Mm. Now they have to somehow write themselves out. So, but what this really does for me, why I'm more concerned, is it pushes the movie back. Wait, was, it,
1: was the movie still actually
0: a? The movie's supposed to be a very is, viable yeah. thing. It's supposed to be this this. Well, initially it was ten episodes. It's now gone out to fifteen or so, fifteen or sixteen, mm. and then it was supposed to finish with the movie. And they were all coming back for the movie. If they do this with another series, Just well, push back the movie, yeah. has this p- show potentially or will it potentially jump the shark? Will it out its welcome? Mm. So be it.
1: Good friend of the show, Ben Affleck.
0: Lovely friend of the show, Ben Affleck.
1: Before he takes the directing reins again with Live By Night, mm-hmm. he is set to star in David Fincher's Gone Girl. Yes. Gone Girl, based on the best-selling book by Gillian Flynn, tells the story of Nick, a failed journalist and his wife, Amy, who goes missing on the day of the couple's fifth wedding anniversary. Affleck is in talks to play Nick, who becomes a suspect in the police investigation after it becomes clear their relationship was not as happy as it seems. Now we've talked. The reason I bring this up as a, as, a, as a story is we talk, we have talked a lot about mm. the fact that it appears that Ben Affleck is the only director who can get a good performance out of Ben Affleck, the actor. <laughs> yeah, But... If anybody's going to... Fincher. Surely David Fincher is the one to do it. But he also has another... Ben has another film coming out, or, or is out in, in somewhat limited, more limited release, uh, directed by Terrence Malick. Ah,
0: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so
1: if he, maybe if he just needs to work Wait, with better directors... Sorry,
0: Thin Red Line, Terrence Malick. Yes. Tree of Life. Yes. Fuck. Has he recovered from making his... Uh, it was a very
1: small film, I think. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, it was a very, like it's, a...
0: It's only nine hours long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it was, from what I, And I know nothing about it, so this is purely speculation. Yeah. I think it was...
0: This has never stopped us before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get the feeling this was his... As Joss Whedon did, Much Ado About Nothing, mm-hmm. to wind down after Avengers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow, because Malik, Malik hasn't put a small movie anywhere, anytime. No, no.
1: And it hasn't been 17 years since the last one, so I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but I would like to see Ben put out a good performance.
0: Very much so. And you're, we, I think you're 100% right. If anyone can get it out of him, it'll be Fincher. Because Fincher's a god. Yes. He is. He, and he's absolutely deserved of our respect. Fincher's god. Bow down. <laughs> Fincher's a god. And I've said it before, I will say it to the end of my days, nothing wrong with Haley in 3. <clears throat> I'm going to do an impression, ladies and gentlemen. An impression. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money. But wait, that's not true, Liam. You do have money because you keep making these fucking taking movies. Fox and Luc Besson's Europa has reported that was Liam Neeson, by the way. Have reportedly closing the deal with Liam Neeson again to murder more people in another Taken sequel. Neeson is said to be pocketing in the vicinity of twenty million dollars for another run as the far from hapless Brian Mills. Screen like million dollars each. Screen <laughs> screenwriter Robert Mark Kamen has suggested it's going in another direction.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You're making a se- another sequel to Taken. What direction is it? <laughs> the only other direction... Given? Take- given. <laughs> he's going to start on a remake of Three Men and a Baby. But it's going to be called Taken Three Men and a Baby.
0: Oh, I mean...
1: I, I've... Is there anyone in his family left? <laughs> like, does he, buy- does he get a cat?
0: <laughs> I, I enjoyed Taken. I think Taken was one of those surprise hits that just went, fuck, man, what a great movie. Taken 2, not so much. Not so much. Taken 3, like what could. What? I don't. But 20 million bills, I would roll up to do Taken 3. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, far out. That would have to probably be his biggest paycheck.
1: You would think, because he's he's never been. Like, while he's a great actor and we, we respect his work. He's never been like a blockbuster franchise lead.
0: No, no, no. no. I mean, he's always done. I mean, he's plenty of lead roles, mm. but but never, never, never a never, tentpole movie. Ne- exactly. Right. With, well, do you dare say, in all respect to the the movie Schindler's List, would that be a tentpole movie? Be a bit bit. Would it not be a bit gauche to call it I a fucking blockbuster? I'd, I'd, <laughs> Made a lot of money.
1: It did, it did make a lot of money. You know, but. Yeah,
0: I don't think <laughs> is. Another blockbuster from Steven Spielberg. Yeah, ooh, I think that would leave a certain ashy taste in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> it was grim, move on. You, and and ladies and gentlemen, that was our fifth Holocaust joke in as many episodes. Thank you very much.
1: For those of you playing along at home with your Holocaust card, <laughs> your, your, with, with, your with, with your a couple of pricks offensive bingo
0: card... <laughs> That's a bingo.
1: <laughs> After the pummeling, the absolute panting that the Lone Ranger has taken.
0: Well, we never wanted to see that movie. We never did. Never we were, mentioned we, we it at all. You will
1: never hear no. us talking about ever the thing that we might have gone to see. <laughs> um. So, so this is sort of a two part story. Yep. Yeah, after the pummeling that the Lone Ranger has taken, as we foresaw, Disney is set to take a hundred and ninety million dollar bath on Buck. this one. Johnny Depp is looking to star in an Alice in Wonderland sequel.
0: Is it possible for there to be an Alice in Wonderland sequel? Well She I, went a couple of times, didn't she? I
1: I think she did. There was yeah. through the looking glass Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, yeah. but I don't think the book has a whole lot of relevance mm. in the movie. <laughs> Now, this is two things. I had a rant in an early episode that never actually made the cut mm-hmm. about Johnny Depp supporting actress syndrome. I think this is getting to that, that yeah. tipping point. That's not where I was going with this story. We talked Last week, you talked about what Steven Spielberg mm. said about all it's going to take is for a couple of big, big flops to really cause some problems and shake some shit up in this town. This is Disney's second monster-fucking flop in 12 months. John Carter, they got an absolute fucking pasting on. Mm. and then this: If they hadn't been riding high on Marvel's success, you're looking at 1.2 billion for Iron Man 3, one and a half billion for The Avengers. If they hadn't had that in the bank, would this have sunk another studio? Because that's the sort of thing that, <clears throat> that that Stevie was talking about. This
0: is exactly what he was talking about. For this movie to have tanked so abysmally, I mean, the, there there has not been a redeeming thing that I've read said about this film.
1: I'd and like to think that Army Hammer was okay, but uh, no one talks about Army Hammer. No. The, the the biggest thing was I. There was actually a Twitter conversation between like some a bunch of you know quasi B grade celebrities. So, just to be clear, are we offended? And Johnny Depp playing a Native American or not? I'm not sure.
0: What he yeah, well, it's it, well. There's so much to it that that could be. I was kind of okay with that in in so far as when I when I because he's one sixty fourth something. But well, it's it's uh, well. Us we'll learn and you know. I mean, there's there's always been a certain thing about now. You you either do blackface, which is just abysmal and, a, and atrocious. Or you do Yellow Face, which is Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's, that sort of thing. Mm. However, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. But the concept that an actor is an actor, Ben Kingsley, played Gandhi. Now, he's a Pom. He's, there's no – I don't believe there's an ounce of Indian in him, with the, probably the exception of the curry he had two nights ago. But he played Gandhi.
1: And, to, to, to Oscar winning acclaim.
0: Exactly. So at what point do we say an actor is an actor and can do – show their versatility Mm. and it's a role as a role and then or then do we say no i'm sorry that's that's blackface or that's yellow face or that's what do they call this one indian red face is that i don't i mean because they're they're, they're deliberately being derogatory when they say it so i'm not trying to be so i wasn't too worried about the whole playing tonto thing but tonto himself is fairly as a mm. character, and the Lone Ranger is... I mean, I, I liken this to that Tarzan remake that we discussed that may mm. or may not be happening. I just think it's the... No. They, they had their time. They had their place. And I just thought... I thought the winning combination... I thought Army Hammer mm. could have brought something to it. I thought Gore Verbinski has earned enough of our respect to have a watch, mm. but...
1: But having said that, they <laughs> are pretty much fast-tracking... Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Oh, so, well, fuck
0: those guys. Yeah. So anyway, what are you going to do? I actually said that I didn't have a news item and I lied. I lied. I feel, I'm sorry, listeners. I lied to you. Short and sweet, though. Much like me. Yeah. Okay. Pixar are no longer in the sequel business. Pixar Animation Studios president, Ed Catmull, has claimed for artistic reasons, the studio is going to stick to a two-to-one ratio of original content to sequels. With new films coming every year and franchises alternating. But, and this goes to what you just said, which made me think of it Disney owns Pixar. They can do what the fuck they want. If they turn around to Pixar and say, I want Cars 34, because I need to make money on the bath we took on the Lone Ranger.
1: Um, I think, and, and I could be completely, completely wrong on this, I believe Pixar has a lot of autonomy
0: mm-hmm.
1: because Pixar, to a large extent, saved Disney. Yeah, but there's. So, so in. in- in the joining, it's Disney Pixar. Yeah, it's not the Pixar is a part of Disney. Mm. It's Disney. It's Disney Pixar, and the head of Pixar, John Lasseter, became the head of animation at Disney. Yeah. So I think Pixar is fairly safe, fairly protected from from that. I am very glad they're slowing down on sequels. While I'm quite mm. interested to see what Finding Dory like. Monsters University wasn't great yeah. and they've they've only put out one original film in I think the last four they had Cars 2 Toy Story 3 admittedly Toy Story 3 was brilliant yeah but Cars 2 was not great Brave while original was
0: it was a bit Disney it was ordinary yeah okay, if I can
1: say that it was a Disney princess movie. yeah well they
0: have Chandran or a Disney princess now oh,
1: then yeah. wasn't that a fucking shit and yeah Monsters University mm. while good didn't have the the spark the love the magic that the pixar has their film next year is a completely new ip It's called the good dinosaur okay so that could be, that Look, could
0: be they need to, they need to go back to the well and draw did. draw the, what they did with toy story i think yeah. they i think they ran their their wad with toy story yeah. i think they they really got to the point where i think honestly the toy story movies let's just call them 1 2 and 3 mm-hmm. let's just say the toy story yeah. film i think finding nemo and I think, the name escapes me, Up, is it Up? One yes. of, Up was theirs. And the other name escapes me. But anyway, they've, they've really only had those, those let's just say those three movies, mm. have been the only truly interesting, exciting things to come out of Pixar. It was Hang on, Wally was Pixar. Them, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, so those four were the only truly interesting movies that have come out of Pixar for a long time, I think. Because I didn't really, I thought Monsters Inc was okay. Ne- it never grabbed me the way that it grabbed everybody else. I have no. I kind of. I'll probably watch Monsters University when it comes out on Blu-ray, but that's about it. But I've never seen Cars. I'm not interested. I mean, Pixar has proven it's fallible oh, in yeah. in everything, and yeah. I think that's a yeah, you know, that's a sort of a shame. But at the same time,
1: hopefully, a wake-up call for them.
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, reviews, reviews. <laughs> You want to kick it? I'll kick, I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick I'm going to drop the fat bass So two, two reviews my first review, which is a fairly eagerly anticipated movie by, by all reports One Direction's This Is Us. Fantastic film. I want to just, and even I can't, I sh- I, <laughs> before I, that, that joke just came to me and I should, have, like, I should have got thought about it and wrote the cast down. Because there was a second there where you went, What the fuck?
1: There was a second there, there was a, what's that cunt's name? What's that cunt's
0: <laughs> name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Pacific Rim. Directed by Guillermo del Toro, Benicio's brother, written by Travis. <laughs> Travis written by Travis Beecham, who has done fuck all really, and Guillermo del Toro from a story by Travis Beecham, starring Charlie Hunnam, Idris Elba, Renko Kikuchi, Charlie Day, Rob Kaczynski, Max Martini, and Ron Perlman. Set in the near future, a transdimensional rift has opened in the Pacific Ocean, with giant creatures dubbed Kaiju, which is the Japanese word for strange creature, hell-bent on destroying the Earth for reasons unknown. Thinking it was an isolated incident, the rift continues to spew forth Kaiju until humanity unites behind the Pan-Pacific Defence Corps, the PPDC, and creates the Jaeger, a gigantic robot mecha that is piloted by two ro- pilots, are connected over a neural drift quickly a fan subculture grows up around the jaegers and their pilots similar to baseball and nfl players over time however all is not going well for the jaeger program the kaiju attacks are becoming more frequent and they are getting bigger and stronger it is here that we are introduced to our hero raleigh hanum and his brother yancy and their jaeger gypsy danger in a rather spectacular, if not predictable, fight, the Gypsy Danger suffers a catastrophic loss, including the loss of Yancey. This is particularly nasty as the drift allows Raleigh to experience the death of his brother through their connection. This and other disastrous outings, we learn that the world government is ending the Jaeger program and putting its faith and money into the Wall of Life, a colossal coastal wall designed to keep the Kaiju out. Enter the man with the coolest name around, Stack of Pentecost, Elba who seeks out the former pilot, who is working construction, aren't they always, on one of these walls and coaxes him back to Hong Kong where the last remaining Jaegers, Australia, Russia and China, are amassing for something. Comic relief is provided rather loudly in the form of Newt, Day, and his brother Gottlieb, Gorman, and a welcomed cameo by del Toro alum Ron Perlman provide the necessary filler in this film. The rather boisterous, obnoxious Aussie father and son pilots of Striker Eureka, Chuck and Herc Hansen, played by a Yank Kaczynski and a Brit Martini, provide the foils to the burgeoning duo of Raleigh and Mori, played by Kenichi. But the action is where this film is most at home, and it really delivers. The fight scenes are simply epic, both in scale and design, with the differing terrains, coast, underwater, ocean floor, etc., providing a new take on an old story. The cast does a credible job with his, what is clearly Daltoro's love letter to the otaku film genre. The bombast of the characters, the yelling comic foils and the almost forbidden love story are all staples of this genre and Del Toro is competent in his handling though I think it still shows some of the gaijin perspective. This movie is generating a lot of buzz in the Asian market and with high praise coming from Hideo Kijoma who is the creator of Metal Gear who in an 8 tweet essay said, I have never imagined that I would be fortunate enough to see a film like this in my lifetime. I liked this movie a lot, but I didn't love it. I do suggest, however, that if you are interested in seeing this film, get yourself to the biggest screen possible. I saw it in 2D, so I can't speak to the transfer, but I think the action is probably paced enough so that you won't lose anything to the inevitable darkness and the blurriness that seems to plague 3D films, especially post-formatted ones. Talks are already in the work for a sequel, which I will be looking forward to. Three and a half stars from me.
1: How hard is it to hire fucking Australians <laughs> to play Australians?
0: Given the breadth of our talent in this country, Th-
1: these are the worst Australian. The two the two guys that played the Australian father and son duo, as as you mentioned, a Brit and a, and a Yank. The worst accents I have heard since. Quentin Tarantino's in Django. Okay. Yep. They were appalling. They, were, they would have been great Aussie characters. They could have been...
0: Yeah. You know, for, for every word and inflection and tone and, and accent, they got right, they got 30 wrong. Yeah. Mm. It was terrible.
1: They, they couldn't even be silent <laughs> in an Australian accent. But that aside this was a really enjoyable enjoyable film. In lesser hands, this could have easily been a Michael Bay Roland Emmerich smash and destruction fest, but Guillermo does a great job and what you've said is is correct. It's his love letter to this genre. He's been in love with these sort of movies for for 30 years and he's finally got the 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 ability to do to, to play on that stage. He is such a visual filmmaker and the visual design of this film is, is great. The gaijus are all nasty, alien, and all different from each other. They're not yeah. just all a Godzilla. They're, they're different enough. The Jaegers are imposing robot ass-kicking machines. With and, cool names. Yeah. Even if they don't know how to spell gypsy.
0: Yeah, hey, that's a bit odd, wasn't Eureka it? Eureka, striker. Eureka, striker, Eureka. Like,
1: I like Crimson... I was to say Crimson Tide. Yeah, no, it was um, Crimson
0: Typhoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. arms. Yeah, really um, yeah, yeah, triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. But this film is just fun. Yes. This is a fun film. Del Toro fills everything that he does with such a sense of wonder and joy. Really just... And you can tell. It just seeps in every frame of this movie that he, he loves what he's doing. As an aside, I still think it's a real shame we never got to see what he was going to do with The Hobbit. hmm But, you know, the film's not perfect. No. Uh The two scientist brothers are just... A, they do great yep. a little bit early on. They get better as the film goes on, but initially they're... It's it's almost like, okay, we need to have a pair of bickering scientists. Yes. So they would
0: who shout shout at each other, mm. and that that but that is that is absolutely a staple of that genre because, yeah. as you know, with the Japanese society being so restrained, the best way they can show somebody is completely out of control is by having them raise their voice. Yeah. So
1: and and probably, I would have missed that not being as familiar with mm. the, with the genre as you are.
0: Yeah well that all it all it did for me was go oh now i know why he's doing it. like for a second i went oh there's charlie day something you know is, is this something rotten it oh, not fuck it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> nearly said something rotten in denmark and then they went oh and then shouting and then will you shut up and all right and just yelling for no reason i went oh hang oh, on that's right yeah, yeah now i know who they are yeah. and i completely understand it yeah. okay yeah, it's still annoying
1: yeah. idris elba yeah. whose real name is almost as cool <laughs> as as his character's name. Stacker Pentecost. While I do love him in everything, mm. just about everything he does, he didn't seem to have the gravitas that he quite often does. Okay. even I thought he was good, but even as Heimdall, he seemed to have a more imposing mm. thing. I think his speech fell a bit flat. <laughs>
0: I w- it was gearing up for the "This is our Independence Day" yeah, speech, and, yeah, and a- it, maybe because we'd seen it twenty-seven <laughs> times in the preview. I don't
1: know. And while they have awesome weaponry, like they've got rockets and shit coming out of their chests, the reliance on just going and beating the fuck out of the thing seems a bit redundant. But I don't care because it's robots beating the fuck out of big ass <laughs> <lizards. laughs>
0: What I couldn't understand is there's a moment. Where they've they've gone? They they go. Oh no! Wait, there's still this, and they press the button, and all of a sudden.
1: Oh, I saw Yeah, and yeah. it's
0: like, why the fuck aren't you using this from the get go? Like yeah. that should or be I awesome. I punch
1: the guy, or I could just swing a fucking sword. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, oh, that's right. No,
0: let's just punch him. Yeah. But anyway,
1: I thought the performances were good, except for the fucking two Aussies. Yeah. I've been a fan of Hunnam for a while. Yeah. Sons, yeah. Of sons of Anarchy. But I thought all the Jaeger pilots had the right amount of arrogant cocks back. Yes. as you just know fighter pilots do. Absolutely, and, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. what they. What, that's what they need. Ron Perlman. <laughs> did you stick around? Did you I see did. His,
0: yeah, I did stick around. Um, for that. It's it's about what a third of the way into the credits, yeah. so it's not gonna, you don't have to wait all night yeah. to watch it, but it's worth seeing.
1: But yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun little scene. But yeah. he was he was good.
0: Well, this is his fifth outing with with Del yeah. now. So, yeah. Uh.
1: but yeah, this is a film. Yeah, it's it's del toro's love letter to, to this genre and based on that and his visual style i thought this was a, a success only even
0: four, four stars nice I like, nice, I like, I like. that. nice review uh, i'm uh, i'm and, and i'm not i'm not coming from any sort of genre purist at all i just it, it, it just had a couple of holes in it that i went i can't quite i can't quite and i'm not a fan of the lead I didn't think. Mm-hmm. I thought he was probably the weakest. I was a little frightened to say it, but I'm, yeah. I'm okay now. I thought he was the weakest of the lot, but that's that's beside the point. Maybe he looks great in long hair and leathers and riding a bike. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> a review <of> the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I have the added bonus of having only just seen this last night. Yeah,
1: I, I saw it on Saturday. So. <coughs> this is the end. <laughs> Written and directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Starring Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, James Franco, Jonah Hill, and others. I I'm going to take the...
0: I'll hide my face to help for you.
1: <laughs> and I, I've, I've taken the plot summary directly from the IMDB yeah. link for this page. Because it says... Everything that you need to say in one sentence. While attending a party at James Franco's house, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, and many other celebrities are faced with the apocalypse, and that's really all you need to say about yeah. the plot. I mean, this isn't Pacific Rim where you, you need a couple of paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. Bu- That'll do. Yeah, it's a bunch of comedians and comic actors playing versions of themselves. Not to put too fine a point on it, this film is fucking hilarious. In a really juvenile South Park mm. kind of way. And unlike Ted, which had a similar sensibility and presumably a similar target audience, this film works so much better because of who we expect these people to be. I'm not giving it any away. There's a scene from the trailer with Michael Sarah <laughs> as a coked out <laughs> asshole. Just so far removed mm. from the Michael Sarah that we imagine. I can't I don't know if we have put the red band trailer up on the but on the webpage, but yeah, gotta get the I'll put the red band trailer yeah. up on the Facebook page. Just fucking hilarious. This film is very loosely scripted. Rogan has said that at least, if not more than fifty percent mm. of the dialogue was ad-libbed. And to me that's the real strength and the genius in this film. What you're getting is the kind of film that both Ocean's Eleven films were getting the kind of film that Cannonball Run was, which is a bunch of mates mm. having fun making a movie. <laughs> and that that really shows. D- to the point where some of the scripted stuff seemed a little bit yeah. lackluster yeah. because of just how how funny and how honest and real the rest of the stuff was. I mean, even though it's completely hyper and in some cases... Anti, what these people actually are. Yeah, yeah. The conversations are these just are just these guys talking and and shooting the shit. Yeah. As mentioned, Michael Sarah was awesome. Uh, his scene in the bathroom, I can't even <laughs> talk about. <it> without <laughs> Sippy time, <laughs> just so fucking wrong yes. and so fucking funny. Yeah. As well as his interactions with Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> um, and And it was weird <laughs> and and awesome seeing Emma Watson as an adult, yeah, and how huh. fucking good was she? How, how hot is she but yeah she was mm. she was just awesome, and
0: she's got that that English accent that I like, like there's a certain there's only a couple of English accents that I like, and that she's got the one, and I'm like, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh a
0: little bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: The ending of this film was goofy and unexpected, but it yeah. just suited the tone. Yeah. But big props, big, biggest props of the movie to Channing Tatum, <laughs> whose cameo was so not what you would right. ever expect him to do. It was close to inspired. Yeah. This film isn't going to win any Oscars. No. But it's <laughs> funny as fuck. I'll watch it again. I'd love... Yeah, if, if I was a stoner... I would, I would smoke a bowl and yeah. and and see it again in a heartbeat. But definitely, definitely worth a look. Three and a half.
0: I look, I chuckled all the way through that because I'm just remembering the the movie. I, there's so many things we could talk about. The problem, and we discussed this prior. Well, not the problem. The the issue with this is we hadn't. This is our first real comedy that we've we've actually reviewed. Well, we did review Ted. Yeah. So, like you said. Yeah. So, our first real comedy, and. It was. Uh, it's hard to talk about a movie like this without giving anything away. So, and even to but, and I, I will say no more about Michael Cera other than as as Seth Rogen has said during the press junkets, they've they've chosen for for him the the so completely opposite to actually what he's like in real life as well that he was perfect. Yeah. It was just perfect. Every single thing he did was hysterical, hold your sides funny, because it's just who the fuck. Because um, he
1: is who we expect him yeah, to be. Yeah, he's he, just he such
0: is, a genuinely yeah. nice person. Very smart, very considerate, very kind. And then to see him in this, <laughs>
1: it's just,
0: uh, but for me, the whole movie, truly for me, the standout person who, and by all reports held, Everybody to ransom with his with his improvisational skills and hilarity. The standout for me was Danny McBride. Mm. He absolutely stole this show away from an A-list cast of phenomenally funny people. So, and that's nothing to say then other than what a tremendous talent he is and how hard it must have been for everybody. Seth Rogen has spoken about it taking them nearly 18. Nineteen takes to get something right because Danny McBride would change the delivery mm. each time, and would have them in stitches.
1: Yeah. So I've never seen any of his stuff. Like well, okay, eastbound East, and, East East and down and, down and, and foot. Sort of what
0: you want to do, if and I urge the other people is get yourself the foot fist way. It is hilarious, and Danny McBride plays a a Taekwondo instructor in that. who is just, it is hilarious. It is just really really worth watching. I'm not going to say anything more about this film. Other than – so apparently I am going to say something. Other than, unlike you, I don't know, and I hope to be proved wrong, I don't know if it will still have that same punch that it had if I watch it a second time. I think there will be a few jokes that will have been missed in the first viewing. I noticed, like, on the blackboard at James Franco's house is NKOTB Forever. So I wanted to be able to see a few other things that were oh, written around the place. Yeah. So I definitely I will watch it again. Mm. But there was so much that was just that gut punch. Holy fucking shit! Moment. But particularly
1: the party. The party I think is yeah. Going
0: to be- and it 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 was a bit. It was almost a little fly on the wall to make mm. me think, oh, "Fuck, they are real people, yeah. and this is probably what that party, that sort of thing, would look like." Lives, yeah, yeah, it'd be, you know, it, and the idea the idea of being able to just go. I'm going around to James Franco's yeah. house. It's like, because, because that's, that's,
1: if they that's, that's
0: what they would be Yeah. About. And but to, to us, they're not gods. They're not, they're not anything other than mm. just who they are. But whereas if I say to somebody, I'm just going around to Nate's place and people just go, oh, yeah, because that's normal. Mm. He's saying he's going around to an Oscar nominated actor's house mm. to smoke bowls and fucking talk about jerking off because, Let's not forget they're real people, mm. you know. It's very, very clever, very, very clever movie.
1: It, it's mainly because I've, I've seen her on a couple of talk shows like on the Daily Show and stuff. It makes me want to see some more of Mindy Kaling's work,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. She was, she was very, very funny, very and clever. Think,
1: and the couple of times I've seen her, I thought, oh, she's funny, I should check out her shit,
0: yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to spoil anything, I really won't. Look, I'm giving this four stars simply because it was just a very Laugh out loud, and and if you can, I urge you guys. This is definitely a cinema movie. Oh. Watch it with a group of people around you, all laughing. And yeah. you know, if you you're so inclined, whack a line of coke up the nose, or or, or check it out after having smoked a bowl and um, see what's up. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <it. laughs> I didn't see I was gonna rape her. <laughs> Very yeah, funny, guys. You, you need to see this you movie. You need to see this movie
1: in in a, in, in a big bad way.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So that's it, episode 24.
0: In the bag, bitches.
1: Uh, we're smashing this shit. Right? And we've got another one coming out this month. Mm. By the end of the month, we aim to have another one because we've got a couple of big movies yes. at the end of the month.
0: that That's The Wolverine.
1: The, the Wolverine. Yep. Uh, you were going to see if you could see... Well, we actually had a bunch of movies and some of them have dropped off. Yeah, yeah. One of them that we never had to begin with.
0: Never wanted to see one of them. I don't understand why um, anyone would ever say that we did want to see one of them. Much
1: Ado About Nothing.
0: Yeah. I was, you, you, I, you said you wanted to see well that. that. thats I can preface that, yeah. preface a minor review on that, is that Much Ado About Nothing is my favourite Shakespeare play. Mm. And I have seen it so very, very many times that I'm interested to see what Joss Whedon's yeah. done with it. Despite it probably have been out well and truly by the time we get around to reviewing
1: it. Well, it's only just been released the last in the last week in Australia. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think so, the Wolverine is our next. The, the big one. The Wolverine is
1: the next big one. You'd also mentioned Only God Forgives.
0: Oh yeah 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 yep. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Unfortunately for me, it's going to be a solo movie yep. because, as, as I understand it, it's horrifically violent. But so yeah, I've, I've got to try and find some time to see so, that if I can. Yeah, the,
1: but the Wolverine will definitely be our next big yep. one, which comes out at the end of the month. And there's the potential. We don't want to give away too much.
0: Don't want to tip of a hat.
1: There might be, I'm trying to t- work out the name, either a guest prick. Yeah. But I think we've we settled on stunt cock. Stunt cock. Yeah. We, uh, we might be in. having a, a ringer, a stunt cock yep. for the next episode. May or may not be Hugh Jackman, I can't say.
0: Yeah. May not.
1: May or may not.
0: May Yeah, may or may it, not.
1: It may or may not.
0: And it may not.
1: Be Hugh Jackman?
0: May not. Yeah, may or may not. Yep. Yeah, won't.
1: <laughs> it may. You, we don't know what's going to happen. But in the who next knows? Two weeks.
0: I could just I could walk out of here and trip over him in the street and go, hey, "Oh my god, you Jackman!"
1: Why are you lying in the gutter behind you, my car? You're
0: lot, lot smaller than I thought.
1: I not. put up on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is facebook.com dot slash acop podcast, mm-hmm. the Japanese trailer mm. for the Unforgiven. i am watch this. Not going to even try and pronounce it. But fair warning, as it says on the, yeah. on the post, the trailer is in Japanese. There is no English in this. Doesn't matter mm. a
0: fucking thing. Beautiful. Just, Just really beautiful. Ma- Our love of Asian cinema is well known, mm. and, and specifically Japanese minimalism and, and whatnot. Are spectacular. Yeah. I could I could actually just watch it again. Like yeah. and just watch it just go back and watch mm. it again and again. So Yeah. We hope that this
1: gets a, a good release at mm. a festival or something that gives us the opportunity to see it in the majesty of cinema as it should be.
0: Yeah, well in the wonderful reclining seats that only the Dandy Premium Lounge can offer.
1: It's it's an unbelievable thing. Have you have you tasted their menu item
0: i uh, I actually noticed this when I've gone to Dandy Premium Cinema which is a spectacular venue, the, the coffee, the beverages, they just taste better. They, they just taste better. Well,
1: because you can get normal candy bar stuff as well. Absolutely. There's, there's something they do. The popcorn tastes better than the popcorn you get. In the I think
0: cinema. it's premium popcorn. I think
1: it must
0: be. And their other cinemas are equally as good.
1: But they are.
0: They don't bring you shit.
1: But they are excellent.
0: Yes, absolutely. The others
1: are just more excellent.
0: Uh, they're, they're the first among equals they are appears uh, betters whatever so next time we'll rehearse that <laughs> we should just cut that out and send it off anyway but yeah I just want to real quickly jump in posted on the the ACOP Facebook page a while ago Ray Donovan if you are not watching this television show you are missing out on simply the best piece of television since The Sopranos it is un. Believably good it is the sort of show that when you're finished watching it the, the hours up you you turn to yourself or do your significant other and think that needn't have ended for me i could quite happily sit here and watch another five hours of that and that's excellent television
1: is it the kind of, is it the kind of thing that if you're in the position to you should wait and then smash
0: i, I can't
1: or, or you, hook now i basically to be like trying to wait Episode to episode on Game of Thrones. Absolutely.
0: And that, how awful that is. Mm. And I, well, I just went, Oh look, there's that Ray Donovan, checked it out, and I now salivate as I look at certain ways to get the next episode down. Excellent. Um it is it is unbelievably good. Uh take it to the bank. Whatever Molly used to say, well, do yourself a favor, check well, the, this out. The what do you seal of approval? The the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it three thumbs up. That's that, exactly. that was a seal. Yeah. <laughs> it might have
1: sounded like a dog being run over.
0: Right now, <laughs> you, didn't,
1: that's like, you know what? You've never heard a seal. Go fuck yourself.
0: Exactly right. And at least you didn't start singing Kiss from a Rose. So, you know. Although you've just given us our exit music. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, you know what our exit music is. You know what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's us for another week. If you want to contact us and let us know how wonderful we are, by all means, contact us on our email address.
1: Pricks at a couple of pricks.com. And
0: if you've got something bad that you don't want to don't well how could they have anything bad
1: that's true they, they Do we just, even give the address eh? I,
0: well go fuck yourself at a couple of com if you feel like using it which you don't
1: yeah. twitter we yeah. all we love hearing from our fans and listeners on yeah, especially
0: our international guests yeah, Well, we love our international bienvenue i think i still got that wrong yeah. it's not welcome and that's bienvenue bien, i oh, think anyway it doesn't matter so yeah i'm acop woody ACOP Nate. Um, Facebook, you already yeah, mentioned, it. which is facebook.com backslash forward slash backslash ACOP podcast. Slash it. But that's us. Episode
1: 24. In,
0: in the, the bag. bag. In the bag. In the bag. Yeah. And, well, for another week. Where? Where a couple of pricks? Uh, really? How long <laughs> are, 24 fucking episodes? <laughs> Where <laughs> a couple of pricks? <laughs>